Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and you're here on Life with Gwen. I'm Gwen Friss, Lifestyles Editor at the Cape Cod Times, and you know you're running out of time. Not to make you nervous or anything, but the holidays are right around the corner. First, uh, one week from today, we have Christmas. One week from then, we have New Year's, so sadly, we won't see you for the next two weeks. We won't see you until 2020. Seems like some kind of a futuristic song. But uh, in the meantime, we did bring in some help to, uh, to get you all ready and to get myself ready for the holidays. Many of you probably know Amy Bakery in, um, in Osterville, mm-hmm. which I like to think of as Ami, the French word for friend. Um, and here we have Ami, just teasing. <laughs> we have Amy Smith, the owner of that bakery, with, um, you saw that beautiful scene in the beginning. She's responsible for that with her staff. And today she's brought two of those projects to show us how to do them at home. We're going to look at uh, U-logs mm-hmm. and also uh, piping butter cookies and yes. decorating them. Yes. I can't wait. This is better than having an easy bake. <laughs> and I had an easy bake. Me too. Yes, with the light bulb. Loved it. Uh-huh. So Me that too. was uh, Takes a long an time, early though. fascination with baking, I have to say. Um, but my dad was a baker before I was born. And um, that picture um, over here is um, our annual butter cooking, but butter cookie baking uh, that we used to do. No KitchenAids. We mm. just got a big stock pot, put all the batter in there, and then we piped for a, a lo- long time. And yeah. now, he, did he own a bakery? Or? Uh, no, he worked in a bakery. But he worked I was in born. one, so. Yeah, and um, he left the bakery after I was born uh, because of the hours and went on to do other things. But we always uh, baked in the kitchen, and I was always watching Julia Child when I was little, and I always had this love of being in the kitchen. So Well, this is good because if you've watched Julia Child, you know that when things went wrong on her cooking show, she simply threw it out, you know? So we'll try not to jettison any appliances, but it's a good philosophy when you do a live show to uh, roll with the punches. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I always say to people when they're baking, a lot of people are afraid of baking or they think they can't do it. If something goes wrong, you start again or you end up creating something new Mm -hmm. by accident. That can be really great. Um, But don't be discouraged. Just keep trying. Um, And the close family usually gets to eat the rejects. Of course. Yes. Is that true? I know our producer producer comes from a home where there are many baked goods, and uh, Cindy Kolnos is a a baker. You get to eat the rejects, Jason? Totally. Okay. (laughs) So, um, But uh, it looks like these are things you've done many times. And the, let me go back for just a second with your dad when mm-hmm. you did the butter cookie baking. Mm-hmm. Was that like gifts for friends or? Well, that batch was a bakery size formula. Um, so it was like, I think about, I don't know, a couple hundred cookies that we would pipe and we'd be piping for a very long time. And we'd freeze some of them, these freeze well. And uh, we'd give them away, and then we'd eat them, and we'd had them for a long time. <laughs> and then to Easter, it sounds like. Uh, well, yeah, depends on the year, because uh, we used to give them out and uh, share them and mm-hmm. you know, eat them, lots of them. How many uh, people were in your family? Um, so five in my immediate family and lots of co- cousins, aunts. Uncles. So you had a lot of mouths to yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah. So. I'll tell you what, when I move this, okay. and I'll be careful with the knife, sure. and then you can bring in that uh, tray of piping, and we can kind of sure. 
get to work and talk as uh, as you work. Absolutely. Mostly I have to just watch. So. Okay. So this batter is very easy to put together. It's basically creaming butter and sugar, a couple of egg yolks, um, you have salt and flour, vanilla. I mean, those are really the, the baking staples, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a fast recipe. It's, so it's easy to make. Basic butter cookies. Basic butter cookie. Um, what I found with this is the difficulty in the piping being that, um, you know, hopefully you've done a gym workout <laughs> to, yeah. to pipe. Um, the dough is a, a little cool, so it can be a little hard to pipe. So if you want to warm it up in your hand a little bit, that's fine. If you squeeze it out and it's not coming out quite in the nice shape that you hoped for, you can just drop it back in the bag. Okay. So um, I'm just going to pipe. Um, and then do you refrigerate it if it gets too loose? Um, yeah, you don't want it to be too soupy. You want it to hold its shape. Mm -hmm. So um, I find giving it a really good squeeze um, too. This brings back nightmares of spritz cookies for me. Yeah, um, it, it should. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just giving you the idea here of what, what it would look like. And um, you can use a knife or you can kind of just pull it off. You want to make it a couple of inches. So basically, that's what it's going to look like before it goes in the oven. And then we have these cookies here, uh, and they baked off. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to get them to a light golden color. Could you, you let them the bottom, cool? please? Yes. Okay, so very light, yeah. Very light. Uh, but they have these nice uh, ridges that kind of just melts a little bit mm -hmm. in the oven. And then all you simply do is take it and you dip it in some melted chocolate, which we'll do here. And you want to dip off, uh, wipe off the excess chocolate and then just dip it in sprinkles. Oh. And then what you'll do is you'll put the tray of cookies into the freezer to harden that up a little bit. I'm going to do another one. And you can pick which end. I think that's a nicer end, so I'll, mm -hmm. I'll dip that end. And you can leave some plain, too. Not everybody loves sprinkles, but I do. You can, um, and I would imagine that you could, if you liked white chocolate or, or dark chocolate, mm -hmm. as long as you melt it according to the directions. Absolutely. Uh, what I love about um, the creativity of baking is that you can always kind of change up the doughs and batters. If you wanted to add a little uh, lemon extract or orange um, extract or any kind of zest, uh, the zest hole would, uh, might get stuck in the pipe, even though this is a, a large tip. just have to be careful if you're using, you know, um, any bits in your dough for this. But, you know, your imagination is the limit. You could dip it in nuts. You can also take mm -hmm. these and you can, um, a lot of times the bakeries will sandwich them with um, jam or ganache and then dip the whole thing. So that's a very popular thing to do. Um, but for this particular um presentation we're just <coughs> dipping in chocolate but yeah you could use yes. any kind of chocolate white chocolate um, dark chocolate sort of just imagine you could use them at different times of the year as well yes absolutely and you can change obviously your sprinkles <coughs> you could do a, a holiday mix um, you can dip them in colored sugars anything like that um, but it's it's a pretty fast recipe <coughs> and these cookies taste like the sugar cookies that I had growing up um, when I used to go into the bakery, they're mass produced now, and <coughs> you know they don't—they just don't taste the same. So it's a really nice buttery cookie. <coughs> I can step away from it. Sure. And 
So, so Amy, uh, tell us a little bit about um, your business in Osterville. When did it open? What does it feature? And how's it been going so far? It's been going very well, thank you. We opened in 2014. We're finishing our fifth year. Um, we just built a brand new state-of-the-art facility, um, much larger kitchen. We have uh, lots of cold storage to do uh, larger production batches. So we opened this location um, on June 10th of this year. And um, we do everything. We do cakes, pies, cookies. We have a lot of savory items, um, make sandwiches, soup. Uh, everything's from scratch. And uh, we have a new bar. So it's a full bar, so you can come in for a cocktail uh, with your lunch or like a mimosa with your breakfast. Um, we do a lot of uh, French pastries, American pastries, Italian pastries. The nice thing about owning the bakery, I think, is that I can just uh, be very creative and drive the direction. I'm always looking at food and different recipes and deciding um, if we should try something and then sometimes it's popular and then we continue making it so we can change things pretty easily. And uh, we also have our mini donuts that was uh, on the weekends during the summer quite a bit. And um, now they're uh, special, special days uh, that we determine. And then we're gonna be expanding our donut line soon. So we're looking into that. Great, and um, are Cape Codders embracing your bakery? How's it been going so far? It's been going great. We are really appreciative. Uh, our community um, uh, right in the Osterville area and beyond that has been uh, amazing, very supportive. Um, we try to do our best every single day, not get complacent, we use high quality ingredients. And our mission has been to bring back scratch baking so that, that's kind of been lost, I think, and that's something I discovered in pastry school. Uh, when we would make recipes every day, the chef instructor would say, we're making this, but nobody makes that anymore. And finally, I raised my hand and said, well, what are people making? And um, pretty much it's a lot of mass-produced stuff, and uh, it's more expensive to do it the way that we do it for labor and ingredients, but you have a much better product. And people have responded to that, and I think people know quality when they taste it, so it's been wonderful. Um, we also um, are featuring our Yule Log, obviously, for the holiday, and I have a couple here. Um, that's the finished product right there, and it's uh, one large one cut in half, and iced with chocolate buttercream, and we made some buttercream flowers for it. And um, over here, I have um, a chocolate sponge. And the one thing about the chocolate sponge that you want to remember is that you wanna roll it when it's warm, and you wanna sugar it so that it comes away from the base. And this has been sitting out a little bit. It's, it's a little bit delicate. Um, you can kind of see the sugar that was uh, put on it. And then you unroll it and then you ice it. What I'm going to do now just for the sake of ease, um, you can cut this into slices, you can you make mini logs, um, do whatever you'd like, but just for the sake of, of ease, I'm just gonna cut into this one so that we can roll a little one. And I'm going to ice it. So, and what, what are the over here? We sure. sure. <laughs> what were you saying, Jason? Sure. What are the ingredients in, in this here? So there's cocoa powder, flour, and eggs. 
It's a, a very simple thing to make in a shallow pan like this. And after it bakes, it's obviously a thin cake and it's meant to roll up. But like I said, you have to uh, do it when it's warm. And then we have some Swiss meringue buttercream over here. And you can just pass that over here when you're done. <laughs> sure. My favorite. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you're going to just um, spread it on the sponge. I noticed that your finished one that you brought is mm -hmm. so perfectly even. Is there a trick to getting it that way? Well, you know, I could pipe the buttercream on here, which, um, you know, creates an even layer, but you can also just eyeball it and spread it around. Mm -hmm. um, the Swiss meringue buttercream is egg whites and sugar cooked over um, some heat, just a, a double boiler. And um, you whip that to a meringue and then you add butter and then we flavor it with vanilla and um, salt. So it's really delicious. It's a traditional meringue. We like to make traditional recipes at the bakery. Mm -hmm. And um, again, this is more labor intensive, but we think it's lighter. It's less sweet than American buttercream. I think it tastes better. Um, the thing to really remember with Swiss meringue buttercream is that you want to uh, make sure you're serving it at room temperature. Um, otherwise, it's like serving, um, you know, hard butter. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you if you served cake really cold with cold buttercream, it's going to be like cutting cold butter. So I, I always like to say it's like cheese when it's out at room temperature. Um, it tastes better. The flavor comes out more. So um, you want to make sure room temperature is really important. And then once... Um, this gets spread out. I'm going to roll it up. And so what you want to do is you want to keep, there's a piece of parchment oops, below. Mm -hmm. And you use that to, to roll it away from you. Oh, okay, because I noticed you didn't take it off. Yeah, I didn't take rolling. it off. Now, um, in school, we used a, a kitchen towel um, to roll mm -hmm. it up in. And then, so just for the sake of time here, I and will I would start imagine rolling. the ones that are uh, like a... Uh, almost a linen as opposed to a Yeah, you don't. Not, yeah, you don't want any lint. <laughs> right. So you can kind of take it like this and oh, just kind of, you want to keep it kind of tight. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your sweet sushi. I can do it freehand now, but when you first start, you have that mat, you know, mm -hmm. that you use to, uh, to do it. Right. And then um, you just pull it. Now, when you're storing these, um, mm -hmm. and, and you have that uh, buttercream um, um, meringue filling, do you store them in the refrigerator? Yes, you do store it in the refrigerator. You can freeze these and take them out. Mm -hmm. um, what you're going to want to do, um, depending if you're covering the end, we like to you know, show the little swirl on the end. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'd cut it off to get a clean edge like that. Right. So I saw um, a slice I had the, of it over there. Yeah, so I had the long one and I cut off an end so you had the clean edge here. Um, but that's the technique for, for rolling, basically. And then what you want to do, um, you can do a couple different things with um, the outer icing. Uh, you have a couple of options with the uh, offset spatula. This is like one of my most favorite tools in the kitchen. Mine as well. Lovely. <laughs> and it always means you're going to make something fun. You know, when you yeah. have the offset spatula. It's easy to control. I have the large one and the small one here, but I like using the small one. 
um, a lot. So I'm gonna yeah, I really take some make anything cream. that requires the, <laughs> the big one. But uh, so you're gonna put the icing on um, this way. Just and what, kinda, what cut, what's in this icing? Is this is a same? Swiss meringue buttercream, but it's chocolate. It's flavored mm -hmm. with melted chocolate. And that's the other thing. You can change up the flavors of the Yule Log with different kinds of sponges. You could do the vanilla sponge. You mm -hmm. can make it lemon. We have a gingerbread sponge, and we decorate the top. So it would okay. be the same thing with gingerbread sponge. Pumpkin. Yes, we do a pumpkin um, Yule Log. And then um, we put little gingerbread men on top of the gingerbread sponge. Oh, how cute. Yeah, it's very cute. So with this icing, so right now, let's just say... Um, I wanted to only use this tool to create like a kind of a wood effect. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do, you can run this this spatula through this and you can make it look like bark. Mm -hmm. And just by moving your spatula a little bit, you can create some texture that way. And this is the um, the traditional uh, bouche de Noel, mm -hmm. yes? Yes. You see in France. Mm -hmm. In school, we would cut off uh, this corner and then you put it up on top for the stump so you right, can do right. that as well mm -hmm. um, and then the other option um, that we like to use is what I did over there was with the fork you know you can just kind of make it you want it to be a kind of organic mm -hmm. and just by using a fork you know I'm lightly moving it, it around like exactly and you know as we used to say in pastry school for for any disasters or for something that doesn't look like you know, belongs in a museum. <laughs> you just call it rustic. So, um, so yeah. So you can just. You're not the first person to say that to yeah, me. Is that right? Yeah. Chef, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's rustic. If it's it ever rustic, comes out a little right. strange looking, we just. In fact, call it this rustic. may have come up the last time I was making a pastry right? well with someone. Yeah. Like, we were so, good with the rustic look. Yeah. And that's fine. But then, you would, if we had more time, mm -hmm. you would finish off the whole. Yeah, so we could finish off the whole log. Um, as you can see over here, it's it's all the way around. Mm -hmm. And then you and can it does look like a log. Yeah, and then you can you can sprinkle a little powdered sugar. Um, if you use snow sugar, that that doesn't melt. Um, it's a special kind of powdered sugar, but you okay. know, you could, it'll Where look like people, a little snow. Do you need to go to a bakery store for that? Um, we order it from our distributors, but if you mm -hmm. Google snow sugar, you can buy it. And it stays. It doesn't melt into your product. It just I has see. a little. I think it's cornstarch or something in it that that keeps looks it from, like powdered sugar. Oh yeah, so you can do that sugar. exactly. But, you can uh, make meringue mushrooms and decorate mm -hmm. it. You can do a bunch of different things around the side of your uh, presentation. Um, it can be the centerpiece with other cookies around it. There's a lot of different things you can do um, in that way. Um, the other thing that we like to do, um, I don't know if do you want me to finish this side or just keep going. It's here. up to you. I'll, let me okay. see. Well, uh, we have some uh, comments from some of our readers, so that's great. Um, in fact, these treats are tantalizing them. We have Karen Walken saying, Yule logs are looking amazing. And we have Jane Reed Wilson saying, I feel like I'm putting on a few pounds just watching this. Uh -huh. These treats all look so delicious. Thank you. They are delicious. It's holiday. It's holiday. It's you can order them at the bakery. You can make them in your home. Um, we offer classes at the academy. We're not doing a U-Log class, but it just gave me an idea to do one. Huh. Um, but, yeah, you should get in the kitchen. When we spoke, um, there's a story uh, about some of those classes and about mm -hmm. uh, Amy in today's food section. That's what we opened with, mm -hmm. and you can read a little bit more uh, from her and also from some of the students who took Sunday's uh, cookie class. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. We just did a yeah. holiday cookie swap, 
and that kind of uh, took the the work out of it for everybody in terms of having to make and you made a, a bunch lot of things of that cookies. We made up. Yes, we made Not a lot of cookies. The ones, mm -hmm. but and uh, but uh, you can read a little bit more. And I, I noticed that you had um, some tips. Uh, one of them being that uh, you should stay adaptable. You know, you need to uh, you need to have the basic chemistry when you're baking, mm -hmm. but the variations can be all yours. You want to talk about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That's the great thing about uh, baking and being creative is I just love to always think about the doughs that I'm making. So if you have one great dough recipe, um, how are you going to tweak that to make it different? Mm -hmm. So if I do a pie crust, um, let's say I'm doing something savory, I might add bacon bits in that, if I, or herbs. If I'm doing um, a sweeter dough, am I doing zests? Am I doing mm. different extracts? Um, what kinds of inclusions am I putting in a cookie dough? Am I doing coconut, butterscotch, um, toffee? Mm. You know, just changing them up. Nuts, you can keep uh, exchanging and combining different things. We had a really great dough that we were using for our chocolate chip cookies. And then one day, I didn't have, believe it or not, something on hand. Uh, to go in there and I needed another variation of the cookie so I said oh we have oh we didn't have enough pecans I think it was yeah we were out of we were mm -hmm. low on the nuts that I wanted to use so I said oh what can I do uh, so I did butterscotch and coconut and it's like a new bakery favorite so you never know what can come out of um, I call them disasters but I use that term very loosely so you're in control yeah you know? of course it, it makes yes. an important uh, lesson I think for the for the home cook is mm -hmm. is that you know you use the recipe but then you don't have to be afraid because absolutely it's something and you know there are places where you can look up substitutions absolutely you, google's uh, great yeah <laughs> that's great how did we live before i don't google? i don't know but don't i use it a lot life. we don't want any more coffee i use, um, but, I use it a lot uh, google's great and and also uh um, you made another point that I thought was interesting. One of your students mentioned it, too. Mm -hmm. You said that you don't um, necessarily craft your own cookie recipes, that you you try to, uh, when, you, when you've been trying them and you find mm -hmm. one you really like, yeah. you adapt it, but, but you know, you, you give credit to the person Absolutely. who first had it. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. So um, I have several sources that I go to that I know um, have very good recipes that are reliable. For example, um, fine cooking, triple tester recipes, uh, virtually everything I've made mm -hmm. from there is a superstar, love it. Um, Smitten Kitchen is another one. Jeff Those are the Pearl two that I reference, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. um, really wonderful recipes. You can tweak uh, those accordingly, just like you would any other recipe. Um, the things that you're not going to be tweaking a lot are things like the leaveners. You don't want to be, you know, moving baking the... Baking soda, right, baking powder. powder. Right, exactly. Um, you know, maybe not salt. You don't want to tweak too much, right? Maybe what? Salt. Salt. Yeah. Sometimes people like to add a little bit more components. salt. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I think flavorings are things that you can do. Sometimes um, I'll add a, a little extra flour in something. It depends on what it is, usually like a bread type thing. But um, experiment. If it doesn't work out, you can start over. And that's, that's always a good reason to either take a class mm -hmm. or to cook with someone that you mm -hmm. know who knows how to cook because they, uh, you know, they, they can 
advise you on, mm -hmm. on what works as the substitutions and how far you can go. Because you do get to a point with cookies where put too much flour in, mm -hmm. you're just never going to get that right. back. You have to start over. Right. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, many of the classes that we have, when I show something that looks complicated, for example, and it's just like anything. If you know the tips or techniques, the little you know, secret right. in the sauce, it's, they're like, this is so easy, or this is so great, I'm going to make this. It's not as hard as it looks. Yep. But that's the nice thing, is you can make something very impressive, and it's not the kind of effort that you think it might be. And even if you, I mean, if you take it one step at a time, like you've just showed us here, mm -hmm. it, uh, I think it, it makes it less intimidating. Mm -hmm. I, when you were talking about zest, um, when you were talking about zest, we were, I especially liked the uh, idea of using um, an extract and a zest, so you have the layers of the same flavor. Mm -hmm. Yes. And zest just makes things taste homemade. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I love using zest. And we use an oil. Um, it's a lemon oil and an orange oil um, that just really bring out the flavors when we're using our orange and lemon, which we use a lot at the, mm -hmm. at the shop. Um, while we're chatting, I'm going to embellish us a little bit more with... I was wondering if um, yes. that was different colored dough or if it was frosting. No, this is a buttercream <coughs> frosting that's already colored with uh, red food gel. And so um, I'm going to just pipe a, a poinsettia on here. Um, a couple of things as I'm looking at this tray here. Usually we pipe our flowers on a rose nail on these little parchment squares and then put them in the freezer and then it makes it easy to remove and put on top. I was gonna say that those look like they are. Yeah, so this one has been sitting out for a little bit so it's a little, it's a little mushy. I was able to move the other one, uh, but normally they peel right off. This is too soft now, I think. Um, and so it's probably yes, not Yes, we, we dream of a kitchen one day. Um, yeah. and yeah, uh, you go. know maybe if we figure out how to, to get advertising for our show we can uh, look at getting a small kitchen in here absolutely and that's you know improvised with your tools I just grabbed the fork and kind of slid it off um, you know they have scissors that you can take off flowers um, right. off, off the nails uh, that's fine so I just slipped that on there and um, again you can make those flowers in advance uh, freeze them and then just pop them on your design um, and right now this is a leaf tip in a regular piping bag with Swiss mm -hmm. meringue buttercream and so if I wanted to squeeze some um, leaves on here to make a small flower that's next to this flower um, it's just a nice little no, that's turn table. much easier than you uh, it is this is warmed up uh, quite a bit so let's just say I do this small flower over here and that it's kind of under or around that flower and then I can always, you know, add a separate one on its own over here. Certainly, piping those cookies must keep you in shape. No yeah, need for the gym. <laughs> uh, yes, or need for the gym to be able to pipe. Uh, it can be, you know, it can be tedious on your joints, but um, it's too much fun to give it up. Now, these basic techniques mm -hmm. that you're showing us now, can they um, be used to do some of the bigger sculptural pieces like? Um, Oops, I have to show us, not the mm -hmm. readers, the viewers, but um, the bigger sculptural pieces. I think you have some uh, snowmen in here and that kind of thing. So the snowmen, uh, those are actually uh, piped, I, those are cupcakes, Okay. and uh, the snowmen. So uh, everything about piping is pressure and angle. So for example, for the snowmen, you're using a wide tip and then you're just squeezing 
harder to make the base of the snowman mm -hmm. and moving up, squeezing. And then you, you have a little ball on top, you squeeze a little bit less, and then you have a snowman. It's pretty yeah. simple. Um, so we do some of the three-dimensional cupcakes like that, or we do um, smaller things like this. And you can pipe you know, on the cupcake directly, or you can pipe, um, like I said, on the parchment squares. It really gives so, it a wow factor. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's so simple People don't realize how easy it is when I teach piping classes and I mean this is a leaf tip it does all the work for you and literally so I'm just like pointing squeezing and and pulling and uh -huh. if I wanted to make uh, a little uh, movement in the leaf and I just you know move my arm a little bit you get a little bit of veining oh, that's there cool. mm -hmm. it's not that hard so uh, it really makes a difference and people in can final practice before they put it on absolutely that baked good mm -hmm. you can do quite a bit in practicing yeah, absolutely and then there's so many great products out there now in terms of sprinkles and other kinds of embellishments oh i know I, um, i'm not so, allowed in the wilton aisle oh, it's just yeah. too much going on and i know there are many other uh, fantastic companies oh yeah so. there's a lot of great things uh, that you can play with but the one thing about frosting, I always say to folks, if they're like, oh, it didn't come out, just take it off, scrape it off, do it again. If you need to take off a flower that you've done on a cake, you can just pop it in the freezer real fast and uh, mm -hmm. it'll just it'll get hard and do you it just again. Pick, it, pick it off. It's frosting. You can right. always... You know, the one thing I do we didn't get for the story and we might be missing is, mm -hmm. is there a particular recipe you like for the um, meringue frostings? Because I, I think a lot of people may not be familiar mm -hmm. with using meringue frosting. Yeah. Um, we use a Swiss meringue buttercream recipe that we have at school um, that I learned in pastry school was mm. the easy way to remember is one, two, three. It's a, called the one, two, three recipe. So you're, it's ratios. Baking mm -hmm. is all ratios, okay. right? So and chemistry. Have, uh, in chemistry. So your egg whites, um, so if you have eight ounces of egg whites, that's one part mm -hmm. to two parts sugar. So it's 16 ounces. Okay. And you're like, yes, that is a pound of sugar. So what you end up doing is you melt that uh, over a double boiler and you make sure that the sugar is melted because if you don't, you're going to have grainy buttercream. You, you melt the... So what you're going to do is you're going to take a whisk and you're going to be over the heat, uh, making sure that the sugar is melting into the egg whites. Okay. And you got to keep that moving because you don't keep want the moving. egg whites to turn yeah, into Yeah, I was whites. taught both ways. You can let it sit a little bit and let it melt and then you want to tend to it. You yeah. want to just walk away, you know, for good. And like then come back later. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to whisk that. And then once all the sugar is melted um, into the egg whites, you take that, you put it on your mixer, and then you whip it into a meringue. So then once the meringue is whipped and the bowl is cool, because it's going to be warm after sitting over the hot water. Right. The double and you can boiler. actually you just yep. feel the bowl. It'll cool down uh, from the whipping. Mm -hmm. You add in um, butter. And the, the three, the one, two, three, the third part is butter. Uh, the recipe is three pounds of butter. We never ever use that much butter. It's too much butter. Uh, we use like a pound and a half mm -hmm. to two pounds. So uh, that's it. And then you salt it and, and vanilla. I can taste the wonderful flavor of vanilla in many of your um, treats, which mm -hmm. regularly show up. Somebody stops and buys them at the bakery and brings them into mm -hmm. the office. And uh, I think it's a beignet you make. Oh, the beignets. Oh, yeah. 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 I, that's I, the one uh, thing that we don't make. We bring those in. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Well, I, I knew it had your. It was in your bag. Uh-huh. Uh, we so th this is funny. Um, I go to a lot of trade shows, and um, the one thing about baking that I've kind of 
come to realize is I think people have different definitions of scratch baking. So to us, scratch baking is from start to finish you're using whole ingredients. We don't buy our eggs um, in buckets or fillings in buckets. We don't mm -hmm. use uh, mixes um, for our cakes or anything like that. Um, but uh, every now and again, there's an exception. When I go to food shows, there's a lot of bakery vendors where I could buy you know whole cakes and put them in the case. And um, as a rule, we don't do that. But when there's a particular product at a show um, that's super extra special, like the beignets, um, it came from one of uh, the companies that I buy from, and it's from France, and I thought it was exceptional. And so folks that are producing you know, single items, like mm -hmm. focusing on that, um, and they do it well, no need again to reinvent the wheel, and then right. we bring a special treat in. So practical. Um, it, yeah, it's practical. It helps us offer a little bit more. But, you know, I, I would say that everything I, that you're seeing in here, these are all uh, scratch made. We've been doing our own um, crusts forever. And then to fill in a little bit on production, sometimes we do buy mm -hmm. uh, some of the tart shells now, but all the fillings are ours. And sometimes we have our own crust. I like um, some of the tart shells that are pretty good. Believe it or not, I got them in a, a fancy package store, but mm -hmm. um, you fill them with like a smoky seafood salad or something. Sure. A very instant appetizer, mm -hmm. which next time you visit, we'll have to talk about savories. Although mm -hmm. I did notice that there are like 24 bakeries on the Cape, so we'll have to pass it around. I know uh, Lisa Raphael has been yes. here, whom you know. Uh -huh. We did cakes and chocolate, and yeah. uh, it's always a wonderful time to sit and talk about food. Um, I may have, uh, forgive me my six-minute break there, but um, <laughs> if did you, is there anything else you'd like to tell us that we forgot to ask you? And thanks for taking over, Jason. <laughs> um, let me see. I think the key thing that I really want people to understand is that baking is not as complicated as it's made out to be. Um, I know a lot of folks say, I cook but I don't bake. I can't bake. Because mm. everybody can bake. And I want people to understand that it's not that complicated. You just have to know a couple of things. Proportions and timing, right? Yes, and measurements are key, mm. but there are allowances that you can make. And again, it's sometimes with those uh, inclusions, um, such as you know adding extra chocolate chips, and it can mm. be that simple. But just getting in the kitchen and experimenting, it's such a nice thing to do with family or friends, uh, working together. It's a great team building thing to do if you're you know, at the office and you want a great team building activity, baking's a great way to get people in the kitchen. Never thought of that. Should we have a uh -huh. baking, you start a baking just, event? Yeah, we'll have a baking um, event next time. You know, there was an article uh, in the newspaper fairly recently about how baking um, reduces anxiety. So it's something that's very zen. Of course, you know, I love it and I get in the kitchen and it makes right. me feel better. And sometimes I don't feel like baking, but I make myself do it because I know it'll make me feel better. And I want to be able um, to share that with folks. So, um, so we're talking thing. to Amy Smith. She is the owner of Amy, or if you want to say Ami <laughs> Bakery in Osterville. You can stop by. It's it's a treat. And uh, the address again? It's twelve fifty four Main Street in Osterville, right okay. on the main road. 
and uh, you can stop by and take a look around and I challenge you to get out without buying something but uh, <laughs> um, and also look at the schedule for classes mm -hmm. and do you have a you have a website as well yes right? it's amybakery.com and um, our classes for January and February are going to be posted in the next week okay and A-M-I-E mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much for coming thank you for I having really me I really enjoyed it happy holidays to you too thank you we will see all of you in two weeks because uh, we have two big holidays and they're all on Wednesdays. Have a great holiday, guys. Thank you.